Hey everyone, PJ here, and this is day four of the daily podcast. I got a really good question recently from our brother Italia, and the question was, what would you recommend us to read during this time? And that is such a good question, and it's also a very broad question, so I uh, asked him, is there is there a a topic or a subject matter you like to read upon, and he gave me two. Uh, he said uh, anything on marriage and uh, Christian discipleship would be helpful, and so I gave it a little thought, and I wanted to recommend um, two books, one for each subject matter to you all today, and maybe read a little bit from um, from one of them. So the book on marriage that I like to uh, recommend for you, you all is this book by Brian Chapel, and the title of the book is uh, "Each for the Other." And I would recommend getting the um, updated version of it. I think there's an older version of it, and you can kind of tell by the cover like it's older. And there's a newer, updated, uh, slightly revised version, uh, which I would recommend. I think this would be a good read for married couples to meditate a bit more deeply on marriage and uh, study a bit more about the biblical principles of marriage. And I think he does also have some very helpful things to say about uh, the differences between the husband and the wife, male and the female, uh, in the context of marriage. And for those of you who have gone through pre-engagement and premarital with me and you use the, the resources there, that's, uh, that's also helpful things to revisit as well. As for the other book on Christian discipleship, uh, the one I would like to recommend to you guys is a book by uh, David Paulison titled, How Does Sanctification Work? It's a short little book and uh, it it's a book on sanctification, and and uh, that is basically the journey that, uh, every Christian goes through, uh, from the moment they're born again to the end of their lives. That journey on this side of heaven is called sanctification. That's the progress by which we process by which we mature as disciples of Christ and become more and more like Him. And so what I want to do is actually read from a very helpful chapter within this book um, and let that be the rest of the podcast today. The chapter is titled, We Are Sanctified by Remembering Our Justification. And here and now I'm just going to be reading David Paulison. Quote, here are some of the catchphrases that claim to describe the essential dynamic of sanctification. Meditate on your justification. Remember the gospel. Contemplate the cross. Preach the gospel to yourself. Realize you are accepted by Christ's performance, not yours. Each of these exhortations can be applied in a way that is very helpful. But when timely unbalancing becomes repetitively and assertively unbalanced, these phrases can become misleading both pastorally and personally. Other helpful, needful things get drowned out. 
Standing alone, these statements lead to the following generalizations. Sanctification essentially involves the activity of remembering, believing, and resting on just justification. Rehearsal of Jesus' substitutionary death for your sins is the key dynamic driving our sanctification. Self-salvation through our efforts is the sin of sins. The attempt at self-justification through performance is the deepest, most persistent, and most significant problem hindering and necessitating sanctification. When the Bible says to make every effort, the struggle of the Christian life is about the work of remembering that we are justified and accepted by what Christ has done. Sanctification is not about our behavior, but about clinging to Christ's mercy. These generalizations are simply not true. The Bible explicitly shows and tells something different. People's stories show and tell something different. As selective pastoral applications in certain cases and situations, all of these statements contain something true and helpful. Yet, stated as theological generalizations about the universal dynamics of the Christian life, they are overstated and reductionistic. Overstatement always underdelivers in the long run. Reductionism promises too much with too little. When theory trumps reality, reality will bite back. But when our theory and practice comport with reality, reality gets reshaped. You grow as wise and flexible as the scriptures, which have a knack for adapting to the messy complexities and idiosyncrasies of reality. Scripture will boldly speak one unbalanced bit of relevant truth into a situation where appropriate and then in the next paragraph speak into an entirely different way to a different situation. If we restate the three earlier overstatements more modestly, each as one possible pastoral directive among many potentially helpful pastoral words, the profound truths in them clearly emerge. Sometimes you are sanctified by pointedly remembering that God justifies you on the basis of Christ's righteousness, atoning sacrifice, and resurrection. Basing your relationship with God on your performance is one common problem that both calls for sanctification and hinders sanctification. Sometimes it is a struggle to remember that you are justified by Christ's work, and it is worth struggling to get that foundation clear. Do you see how this list differs from the previous one? Plain, simple, accurate understatements have a way of delivering more than you expect in the long run. You can honestly ask yourself, does this describe me or not? Your honest answer will be either yes or no. Let's zero in on the times when the answer is yes. Are we changed by knowing that we're justified by faith? Yes and amen. To consciously remember and take to heart that you are fully accepted by God because of what Jesus Christ has done for you makes a big difference in your Christian life. He reached out to take you by the hand and saved you. In friendship, preaching, counseling, and discipleship, this may be exactly the message that needs to be featured. This truth is theologically foundational to being a Christian, to being forgiven, to being made right with God, to having the courage to be candid about our sins, one of the foundational transformations of the sanctification process. It is elementary, not in the modern sense of being as easy as ABC, but in the old sense of being basic, fundamental, essential, constitutive. 
consciousness of this truth not only works to change people at the inception of Christian faith, the, the New Testament letters are written to Christians as an aspect of apostolic pastoral care unto sanctification. They often remind God's people of what Christ did for us. It is no surprise that I have known many true Christians who only gradually came to understand the significance of what Christ did on the cross. Growing in such knowledge has been a crucial part of their sanctification, their growing assurance and confidence, their understanding of sinfulness, their gratitude. Growth in those things is often slow and hard won. What are some ways that consciously grasping and resting upon justification by faith directly ministers pastorally? This truth often powerfully affects people who are oriented toward their own performance. It comforts those disturbed by the sting of their failures. It disturbs those who are comfortable and self-satisfied in their successes. Anxiety and depression might seem like the opposite of pride and self-confidence, but they can originate in the same underlying compulsion. Justification by faith is comforting. Men and women who doubt that they are acceptable and accepted, who struggle with believing that God could ever love them, who feel that they always fall short, or who slink in shame around God are foundationally helped. Listen, learn, and trust that God willingly and truly reconciles us to Himself through Christ. He raises up those crushed by failure, self-condemnation, guilt, and shame. His mercies touch our need. Justification by faith is also disturbing. Men and women who are overly self-confident, who try to prove themselves to God, others, and themselves by their goodness, who try to save the world by their efforts, or who busy themselves building a resume and crafting an identity, are humbled. God humbles those who are proud, self-confident, and self-righteous. He teaches us to need His mercies. Alright, that's a, a portion of, uh, I think, one of the best chapters in that book. Um, he's just, David Paulson is just really good at uh, articulating sometimes very complex theological truths in, in simple terms. Because I think, because he is an excellent counselor, and he's counseled many people with these things, and um, I think when I read him, I, I can hear his counseling voice. I wonder what it is that you might be reading. Um, I would love to hear about it. Um, but yeah, picking up a physical book when you're sitting at home and flipping through these pages, it's actually, know, for me at least, it's quite therapeutic. So if not these books that I had just mentioned, I hope you are picking up something beneficial to read. I hope you're reading the Bible. I hope you are going to God's Word daily and meditating on it daily and also turning to Him in prayer. And as you guys have been doing, as some of you have been doing, please continue to share what you are hearing from the Lord through His Word with one another and encourage one another. That is what we're called to do. Alright, have a great rest of the day. I'll talk to you soon.